Welcome back to another episode of the Three Man Weaves Best Bets here on the Field of 68. We're powered by Bet Rivers per usual. It's our final Saturday of the regular season. Of course, we've got some conference tournament action going. We'll be talking about a few of those games on the outline. There's also some big-time battles in the SEC, the Pac-12, the Big 12 per usual. Always big games in that conference. I'm Jim Root, joined by Kai McEwen, Matt Cox. We're going to get through as many Saturday games as we can. Chat Mob, I know the questions are already flowing in. We will have plenty of them. My czar is, is hard at work marshalling all those questions together. But first, guys, any takeaways from yesterday? Matt, I'll go to you first. Did you see anything on Friday that really jumped out to you? Uh, Indiana State Belmont, that is uh, basketball at its absolute finest. Looked almost like an NBA game. Um, usually our sports are very different, the NBA and college basketball. But when you have shot making at that level, uh, at Arch Madness, of all places, a, a place that we've come to known as sort of a grinded out, gross, ugly, punching boxing affair. Um, looking forward to seeing my six, hopefully, uh, march on today again. My takeaway is the Big South Tourney, man. It's must-watch TV. It feels like every year there's crazy comebacks, overtime, et cetera. Last day, or excuse me, yesterday, USC Upstate sold the ball, hit a fadeaway three off the glass to win. Dramatic fashion. It's an awesome tournament. Tune in today, 11 a.m. Tips. Yeah, Kai, that was the most this is March moment we've had yet. Uh, they were down five with 12 seconds left, hit a three to cut it to two, and then got that steal, the crazy bank with the, the guy falling into his own bench. Mm-hmm. Just absolute pandemonium. Uh, other takeaways, Toledo, the rocket ships, winners of the Mac. That's why we don't fade them, Matt. I faded them with a full season conference future on Kent State, and what am I doing? Why, why would I bet against the Rockets? Silly. Uh, oh, Kent State. Ooh, Akron. Come on, guys. Toledo. It was always Toledo. It was always Toledo. Okay, always guy. Toledo. Uh, New Mexico also cooked. Lost to Colorado State. You got to win the Mountain West yeah. tournament or you are Dunzo Lobos. Tough fall off after being 14-0 to start the year. All right, let's get into today's slate. The headliner, a couple of really, really high-quality games. I went with Alabama and Texas A&M to lead off our outline here. This line has flipped. Alabama opened a very slight favorite. Everyone is all over Texas A&M. You can find anyone that's betting Alabama today. That would be the first I have seen. It is clearly uh, an Aggie land lean. Kyle, go to you first here as our SEC guru. Matt's more more an <laughs> ACC guy, and I know he hates the SEC. What are you looking at with this game with the tide going on the road to College Station? Yeah, I, I think this spreads a bit off, in my opinion. In, in no world should Bama be a, a two-point dog at, at Texas A&M, but Having said that, the spot here is very good for Texas A&M. You get the league leader at home, chance to show who's show him who's boss. And, and Alabama, we've talked about several times, 0-3 against the spread since the Miller news broke. Now, they haven't lost yet since that news broke, but they haven't covered three straight games. They haven't looked themselves. It's clearly affecting the team, taking away from practice time, game planning. Um, it's a hard team to back right now, given that. So even though Alabama plus two, that line is – in my opinion, crazy. I, I cannot take Alabama just, just with the, with the off-the-court stuff going on, Matt. Yeah, and I've also come around to the fact that AM could just be really good. So, I, you know, this matchup, you know, you move everything that's happened with Alabama like a month back in time um, before I've kind of come around to AM's full legitimacy, I suppose. I'd probably be on Alabama here pretty quickly. But like what everything kind of mentioned, plus the fact that AM's playing good ball right now, um, Stay away from me here, Jim. And yeah, some money coming in right now on AM looking like it's bet down to uh AM short favorite, actually. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Minus yeah. two. No, yep. they've they've been getting crushed. People are all over AM today. 
If I had to bet yeah. this, it would be Alabama. I just don't agree that they're only like one and a half better than Alabama or than AM on a neutral floor right now. I think Texas AM has really benefited defensively from uh, the worst shooting conference in the country. They play very, very compact and are content to let you shoot threes. Alabama can shoot. Like they're not an elite shooting team, but they love to launch and they're going to get plenty of looks today. The question is the spot. It's not just that they're 0-3 last three. They're often OT, emotional comeback against their arch rival. Now it's an early tip on Saturday. That that spot is really tough. So I'm not going to step in despite the fact that I think this number is wrong and the matchup actually kind of leans towards the tide. Next up, out west, Arizona, UCLA. Game we thought maybe at the beginning of the year would be for the Pac-12 title, but the Bruins have already clinched that. Matt, they're now minus five after losing the first one outright in Tucson by six. Grinded out type of game, the one UCLA is typically more comfortable in. What are you looking at here? I think it's a little too high. I think Arizona at five is a decent look. I'm not going to bet it, though, um, just because uh, this UCLA team, I'm starting to respect more and more, Kai. They put together a pretty serious run against Arizona State to pull away on Thursday. Um, but, yeah, I think Jim will talk about this, too. The way Arizona's played up against better teams gives you confidence if you're looking to take the five. Um, but nothing for me here. I think the line's pretty, you know, pretty sharp. Maybe off by a point, but but not uh not enough for me to to back it. Yeah, I, I respect UCLA too much. Um, but I do think the spread's a bit high at five. I see these teams closer to equals on a neutral floor. Obviously, it's a good revenge spot for UCLA if you're into that sort of thing. A chance for them to get the one seed in the tournament. They have the Pac-12 wrapped up. It's done. They won this league. They dominated this league. Um, Arizona needs to do a better job handling the ball. First matchup was ugly, ugly, ugly. There's only 109 points in that game. They had 17 turnovers. That worries me a little bit. Um, theoretically, they should have the advantage in the front court. Uh, at five, I lean towards Arizona. Yeah, that first box score is weird, Kai. Uh, UCLA grabbed 38% of their misses, mm -hmm. had six fewer turnovers than Arizona, and only had 52 points and lost by six. Like it, Everything in that box score really set up to me for a UCLA win, and Arizona was able to get it done. I don't love Pauley Pavilion as a home court. That's not one I'm going to like give four or five points for. So I agree. I think this is a little high. I think they are closer to equals on a neutral. And I've been somewhat surprised that Arizona has been competitive in these slower games. That usually is just outside of their comfort zone, even dating back to last year's NCAA tournament. So yeah, lean to Arizona. Just think it's a, a tad high. Haven't bet it yet, but maybe if five and a half shows again, I, I might sneak in on that one. Now to the big 12. Another one we thought, yeah, there's a chance this is going to be for the conference title, but nope, Kansas has clinched it already. They now head to Austin off that celebration. Kai, Texas is minus three. There's been some push pull in the market here. I saw it go up over three and then back under three yeah. for a little bit. Se seems to be settling right around there. Mr. McEwen, what are you looking at with the Jayhawks visiting the Longhorns? Yeah, you said it. Kansas has the Big 12 locked up. They're likely a lock for the one seed. Um, Texas still fighting for a two seed in the Big 12 tournament. They're they're still in play there with Baylor. Uh, maybe even Kansas State. I haven't looked at the standings in a while. Yep, yeah, um, tied at a three-way tie at 11-6. Yeah, good bounce-back chance here for Texas. The spot certainly favors them. Two tough road losses in a row. Um, game one, lost to Kansas by eight at the Fog. They never led that game. Kansas shot 20% from three and still led wire to wire. That's kind of concerning, but Texas at home, bit of a different team. Um, again, good spot after the road trip, taking down the top dog here. KU already has their fate locked up. Three and a half, Matt, feels a touch high. I stayed away, but a slight lean towards Texas with the spot. 
Yeah, spots. Great, right? I mean, you're catching Texas uh, off those two losses, and they were two tough losses, right? Those, those are not losses where you saw signs of um, you know issues or anything. I mean, Baylor, they were in control, and then Baylor put that late run on them, on them late in the game. Um, and then TCU, you lose by two. I mean, there's no shame in that, obviously, on the road at a hostile environment. I think back home, they just get right here, Jim. I'm with Kai, three and a half, a little too high. Um, in my uh, not to go on my soapbox of buying half points, I would consider buying it to three at a key number if you really want to back hook them, but I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to echo you guys. I definitely lean Texas here. The concerns, I mean, Kansas is 7-3 against the spread on the road. They've been really, really solid when you take out home floor and shorten up those lines. I just don't love the spot. Like, I I don't think a Bill Self team is going to waltz in there and and be nonchalant and get run out of the place. But it's tough when there's not that exact same incentive to be able to to clinch this. And who knows what, uh, what kind of celebrating they did after the... Uh, the big win this week. I know they had the big 12 champion hats and everything on the court after the game. So they were prepared for it. Uh, it was something that they were certainly cognizant of. I'm going to stay away on that one. It would be longhorns or nothing for me. All right, guys, let's punch our first bid here. SEMO and Tennessee tech in the Ohio Valley, Matt, these two are finally freed from the, the constraints of having Belmont and Murray state in the league. They have a chance to actually get a victory here. Um, two of the top teams per Ken Palm in the league. It's not that uh, you wouldn't think that based on the names or the seeds. SEMO is the five seed. They have actually already won uh, three games in three days. Can they get a fourth here against Tennessee Tech? The Spurs are pick them right now. Yeah, it does worry me with the uh, with that huge advantage of rest. However, of notes, um, Deontay Wood came back for Tennessee Tech. I don't think people realize that he was a pretty key piece to their uh, to their rotation. Um, he had missed the last four games. I think you yeah. know looking for. Yeah, just ways they can... and it was like it was shaky. He plays like a he's he's like a big for them. It's really weird. Yeah, they play. Um, yeah, their, their lineups are weird. They they have talent though. I think that's the thing with both these teams. They have a lot of talent. I think that talent's rising at the right time. Um, so it's kind of I think that negates each other. Kai, I would lean ten tech just on the spot alone. Um, but I mean, we've seen teams do four days. You know, four games in four days. You know, Appalachian State comes to mind. It's not completely impossible. Um, so I, I think it's in the number though. I don't think that's a huge edge that you're not seeing already captured in the market. No. Yeah. Oh, in the chat Raz on Tennessee tech. Yeah. I, I don't see it. I, I think SEMO's a lot better. Um, again, I, I, so the spread must be come down real quick. I let me, let me check pick. current it's spread. Pick, okay. I think. Pick. Yeah. So I'm saying, uh, Tennessee tech was a two point dog, some steam on this one. Don't let people tell you this is an upset if SEMO wins, right? They're, they were favored as the five seed against the two seed. Split the season series. SEMO won uh, at home in double overtime. Tennessee Tech won their place by two. Tennessee Tech was red hot in both games. It's what they do. They live and die by the three. SEMO um, does run shooters off the line, but they've allowed a really high percentage of makes this year. You could say regression, but we've seen probably enough to know they just give up pretty good looks. That's concerning against Tennessee Tech. SEMO has the edge in the paint. They have the edge on the glass. I lean towards SEMO here, Jim. They have the more talented roster, too. Russell and Harris, arguably the best two, player, best two players on the floor. Give me SEMO. Yeah, Tennessee Tech was fairly hot yesterday. Seabree and Brett Thompson hit a bunch of shots down the stretch that allowed them to extend from very, very shorthanded UT Martin. I do have a little concern about four games in four days versus two and two. Like, the fact that it's not a one game gap, but is a two game gap. Right. Maybe there is something there. That's probably why Raz is on it. To be perfectly honest, I don't think it's an injury yeah. thing, Yeah. Uh, but I still like SEMO. I, I lean their way. I, I'm with Kai. I think they're just better and they've hit their stride. And 
it's going to feel a little bit like was Appalachian State two years ago that won four and four in the Sun right. Belt tourney and kind of scrapped their way to it. I think SEMO can get this done as well today. All right, fellas, we are going to head to Chat Mob. But first, hey, chat, join a pool. We've got a little pool here, Fila 68. Rob Douster has hooked up with Run Your Pool. That's right, he's hooked up. That's, I'm, I'm going to go with that phrasing. Uh, partnered with Run Your Pool for the official Field of 68 bracket contest. Uh, Rob's worked with them before, so he's very fond of this connection as a sponsor. Uh, they have plenty of game types, over 50 for every sport you can think of, not just the NCAA tournament, but there's also squares, head-to-head games, pick X, all kinds of things to play there, uh, customizable scoring, it's the best place to run your pool. You might as well. Best part is run your pool is giving away $1,500 in cash prizes for free. That's right. If you just participate in the field of 68's pool, you'll be eligible to win 1500 bucks. Just go to runyourpool.com slash field 68. That's F I E L D six, eight, fill out a bracket, be eligible to win. Obviously starts up on March 12th. That's selection Sunday. Get in before the going gets good. All right, Kai, let's go to you. I believe you're my czar, correct? I am your czar, Jim. Right. Don't worry. I got you. We're going to start with Joey. A little two-pack here. 810, Fordham, and Duquesne. I'm going to Matthew. Yes. Mm. I, know, I know you didn't want this one. I didn't want it. Yeah, I don't know. These late A10 these late A10 Fordham games, minus one. At home, minus one. I guess I lean toward the Dukes, but the Dukes are as Jekyll and Hyde as they come, so nothing official for me there. Huge seeding game for the for the tournament. I believe the last it's double high is on the line there. Yeah, it, big time. Uh, I lean Fordham. I love that home court now. It's suddenly an awesome home court. Yeah, Rose Hill. Rose Hill Gymnasium. All right, Jim, you get ACC battle. Georgia Tech. Boston College, BC minus four at home. I don't like laying points with BC. Georgia Tech actually looked hyper-competent last game, but that could just be because they played the Syracuse corpse of a team. It's just horrific at this stage. Slightly in BC. I think tomorrow Langford is out, though, with illness. He's out today. So, yeah, confirmed. Yeah, I'm not going to bet this one. All right, Matthew. From Matthew, Air Force is hosting San Jose State. Air Force minus two and a half at home. Uh, yeah, I guess I get the money, right? Air, Air Force at home, San Jose State, while they've been awesome this season, when they've been vulnerable and looked like the old San Jose State, it's been on the road typically. So I, I get the money still. I wouldn't be fading to Miles at this point. Like, yeah, you know, what else does he have to do? So, Jim, you get your Horn Frogs. TCU at Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a two point dog at home. Thoughts? Ribbit, ribbit. Taking my frogs here. Uh, last time they played was right before miles got hurt and tc won by 27 at home oklahoma's actually gotten crushed a few times this year lately just hasn't been the same kind of squad i think tcu is still a little undervalued in the market because the injuries definitely a a tcu boy here kai took them in the circa contest riding with my frogs all right uh matthew back to you you get a sun belt matchup making sure it's not on the outline yes it's not south alabama southern miss some uh, thoughts in the chat might be a bit of short spread to one and a half. What's the update on Kevin Samuel? I know he got hurt last game. Uh, no, for... he's, good. he's good. Okay. I thought yep. he had a little scare there, but yeah, he's critical. Um, early tip. I like South Alabama guy. I know the spread seems stupid low given how awesome Southern Miss has been this season, but I'd argue that preseason, who do we think was better? I thought Bama was better. I think they're playing like that. They've played like that based the last three weeks. Their talent's insane. Um, I keep riding this Jaguars train. I would. All right, Jim, back to you. You get a big West battle. Sorry, Matt. I had to do it to you. Hawaii and UC Santa Barbara. Apparently in the chat, 
Ras is on Barbara. That's why the spread is now minus five gauchos. Yeah, second time in a row, I'm going to kind of push back against Raz. I I, I assume that's because Ber- they know Bernardo da Silva is still out for Hawaii, but man, Morsec has been a monster. We just talked about it with our, our good pal Stucky, how good he's been since entering that lineup, a couple of double-doubles, three and a half blocks a game. I like Hawaii there. I think they are uh, at least able to keep it close, Kai, and UCSB has not given me warm and fuzzies over the last two to three weeks. Not at all. Uh, OG Souls, Matt, Providence and Seton Hall. Biggie's matchup, Providence, eight point favorites. Kadari Richmond probably out. not playing. Definitely out. That explains yeah. the eight point spread. Your thoughts? Yeah, I can't can't touch Seton Hall. Although I'm not excited to lay points with Providence, even though they are at home, they've been much better this season. Uh, I actually kind of like the over as a weird angle in that one. I think there's it's, this game gets a little more helter skelter than you might think. Jim from Connor, Louisville, Virginia, huge spread, eighteen and a half ish points. Virginia's at home; they're favored. I'm not laying 18 with this Virginia offense right now. No, thank you. Not interested. Louisville gave them a heck of a battle uh, just like two weeks ago in uh, in Louisville. I think they can at least hang around somewhat here. Maybe it's a crock potting, so maybe it's you're better off going first half with Louisville, but I don't trust Virginia at all right now. Uh, let's go back to the rundown. I got a bunch other, a lot <laughs> others holstered right, holstered right now. The chat is firing on all cylinders today. Love it. Love it. Fantastic to hear. All right, another SEC battle, Tennessee at Auburn. Matt, I'm going to go to you first while Kai continues to get his bearings with the crazy thank chat you, mob that you. we have today. This is another one. I haven't seen a single soul even mention something positive about Tennessee today. Everyone is on Auburn. Everyone is hammering Auburn, the spot, the Ziegler injury, et cetera. Matt, we talked about this on I believe it was Thursday night on Sirius XM Radio. Plug, Monday, Thursday, Friday, Good. 10 to midnight Eastern, Sirius XM Channel 87. Ziegler's on-off stuff isn't really that strong. They're way better defensively with him not on the floor. Are people overreacting to this news with this big Auburn smash that they're on today? Yeah, I think they are. Because um, I just think people overvalue Ziegler as a you know as a piece in this puzzle. I mean, he's obviously very talented. He makes stuff happen on defense. I just think he's more flash and pizzazz than substance. Again, within the context of this team. Um, I just, I mean, defensively, they can argue they're better without him because they can just play so much length and, you know, strength on the perimeter. Um, and on offense, while he can be a, you know, a, a menace in the open floor, they don't, they just never really attack that much in transition. I feel like they should be doing more of that, to be honest. So I kind of like Tennessee here, Kai, at the current price at plus two. Um, you know, what's the Tyree Key update? I believe he's returning today, correct? Which is yeah, I think he's uh, pretty enormous. Practice this week. Yep. So and I think he'll probably handle some point guard duties along with Vescovy. Uh, yeah, maybe this line keeps climbing. Maybe at three, I hop in, but uh, I'm certainly looking to uh, to jump in here at Tennessee Kai against the market. Yeah, it's a great spot for Auburn, right? They they need the win for their tournament chances. Tennessee loves handing out Q1 wins. It's what they do. Uh, Ziegler, how much is he worth? Because Kim Palm makes this game Tennessee minus three. The line's Auburn two. Is he worth five points? That's a little hard for me to believe. Um, on off metrics, pivot analysis, say Tennessee's actually better with him off the floor. I don't necessarily believe that but I think it means he's not worth five points. So even though I think the home court for Auburn is great, I feel like they probably win this game from a spot lean. The number is pure Tennessee, Jim, for me. Yeah, this is kind of similar to the AM and uh, Alabama game where number I think is just very much to the road team. I do buy that the spot is way better for Auburn. Uh, back home after a couple losses, the heartbreaker and the rivalry, Tennessee really has struggled on the road of late. But Auburn's only six and nine against the spread at home. They're not some big smash juggernaut like they were last year when I think they covered like they were probably 13 and four against the spread at home or something like that. It's not the case this year. 
So I'm going to sit this one out. Uh, I, I believe like half of that circuit contest I'm in has Auburn. So I'm going to be rooting for the Vols. Sorry. All right. Next up, UConn at Villanova. Yes, Matt, I chose this over UNC Duke. I'm sorry. I just okay. uh, this one intrigued me a little bit more than that one. Sorry, Blue Bloods. College game days there. They they're getting plenty of coverage. They're going to be just fine. Uh, Kai, I'm actually going to go to you first here. UConn, a two and a half point road favorite. Villanova trending way way up, but man, UConn's also seemingly rediscovered their dominant form. Where are you going with this one? Yeah, Nova's both these teams had nice little runs, right? Nova six and two against the spread last eight, six and one straight up. UConn seven and three against the spread last 10, eight and two straight up. Nova can't make the dances in at large. Their chances are done, but they still obviously want to win this game and stay ahead of Seton Hall in the standings, the Big East tournament. Um, but UConn, man, they're in FU mode. <laughs> that, that That's the way they're playing right now. Just like when we saw in Portland, uh, I think this team is playing pretty much at their top gear right now. Uh, Nova did keep this first game close, Matt. They led in the second half. UConn couldn't stop their penetration. Caleb Daniels had a huge game. I think this line is short, though. I, I'm backing on this UConn team. It's been a nice run by Nova. I just don't think they have enough to beat the Huskies or, or keep it within a possession. Yeah, I kind of want to bet both teams, but they're playing each other. So it's a kind of annoying matchup here. I'm looking at backing both in the Big East tournament to some capacity. So I'm going to stay away here, Jim, hoping for a, a lopsided result. Uh, maybe some people hop off one of the bandwagons and I can get a little bit of a cheaper, uh, you know, people starting to disrespect one of these teams just based on the overreaction nature of how we uh, assess teams, which is just foolish at this point in the season. You kind of are who you are. Um, although UConn looking like they are who they were, um, I lean that way. I'll say that I do lean that way at the uh, the current price. Yeah, I like these versions of these teams quite a bit. The the Villanova one with Longino and healthy Justin Moore, obviously fantastic. And the UConn version that's not playing Hassan Diara and letting Tristan Newton completely control the point guard spot, playing a little bit more small ball with Andre Jackson at the four. That makes a lot of sense to me as well. Villanova's going to switch everything. I don't know how much UConn's going to just repeatedly punish inside. Maybe you get a lot of Sonogo post-ups against guards because of the switching, but those Villanova guards are really, really strong. They're not going to give ground super easily. Mm -hmm. no. the, it, like Matt said, I kind of want to be betting both these teams right now since they're head-to-head. -head. I'll sit it out. All right, guys, I've, I made sure to get Arch Madness semis on the outline here. Maybe Good that man. was a, a force by me, but I want him on there. I want to discuss him. Starting with Indiana State and Bradley. Kai, you mentioned how awesome – was it Matt? Matt mentioned how awesome the Indiana State-Belmont game was yesterday. Just a complete shootout both ways. Rare for this event. Bradley also got through a really, really tough game against Northern Iowa. More low scoring there. How do you see this one playing out, Matthias? The Braves, regular season champs, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I kind of like ISU Blue. Um, honestly, I kind of like the under here. I know overs were flying in this tournament to start, but then we had a couple of uh, unders check in in the late slate. Uh, Indiana State, 97 against Evansville, 94 against Belmont. So maybe this is not the game to back the under. Um, but I think it's just indicative of how good ISU Blue's, you know, cruising on offense. I mean, Cooper Nice went completely nuclear. Um, and they won that game against a, you know, hot shooting Belmont team with really, with, with Voss McCauley not doing. Um, a ton there late. So I just think ISU Blue is more complete. I know Bradley's been, um, you know, they have some defensive destroyers with uh, with Leonis. I just think Indiana State's a better team right now, Kai. Uh, I'm looking to take the two on the neutral there at uh, Arch Madness. Yeah, I, I disagree. Um, both teams, by the way, survived a war yesterday. Awesome, awesome tournament, of course, Arch Madness. This is going to be Indiana State's third game in three days. Does it matter? Historically in the Valley, yes, it does. Uh, this team is super talented, super deep. Maybe they can overcome that. But this Bradley team's legit. They haven't lost since January 21st. 
They met once this year with Indiana State in Terre Haute. Bradley won by 11. It was closer than that. Still, Bradley came out on top. Rink Mast is a real matchup issue for Indiana State. They have nobody that can guard him. He's their big guy. Had a great game yesterday. Um, Bradley has to defend the three, keep Indiana State off the free throw line. That could be challenging, but I do lean towards the Braves here. Um, I, I think they're a really, really solid basketball team. Yeah, they, I mean, they've been especially awesome at home, 13 and two against the spread, covering by Kai, covering at home by 10 points a game, Bradley. That's pretty good. I think that has also inflated some of their measurables a little bit, though, which is partially why that line seemed big yesterday. Northern Iowa was able to hang around. My gut kind of leans towards Indiana State here, but I think the matchup points you brought up, Kai, are really astute. Like, Mast is going to eat inside. Bradley has a lot more size on the wings that can kind of deal with Cam Henry and those guys for, for Indiana state. So maybe more matchup sense. I lean towards Bradley gut sense was more Indiana state, a team I think is closer to undervalued Bradley closer to overvalued. But um, again, things pulling in different directions going to sit that one out last up on the outline, Drake and Southern Illinois, the other semifinal out in St. Louis Kai Drake was the actual favorite coming into this tournament, despite being the two seed, SIU scraped out a grinder with Missouri State late night last night. Uh, Drake actually had a little bit of an easier go of things. Do you think that sets up for the Bulldogs today, who are a minus five favorite? Yeah, team split during the year. Drake, their win a little bit more convincing. They won by 23 in game two. SIU won at SIU by four early January, long time ago. This game's going to be gross. It's going to be low possession. SIU plays really tough defense, but Drake's a really good ball handling team. Both teams can have scoring wolves. But both teams are also very experienced. Two of the oldest teams in the country, most experienced teams in the country, brought back a lot of minutes last year. from last year. I'm going with the best player in this game. That's Tucker DeVries. I'm going with a slightly better coach. That's Darian DeVries. And I'm going with the better team from the past month or so. That's Drake. So I'm leaning towards Drake here, Matt. Yeah, I like Drake too. Five feels a little high against you know a really feisty, good defensive team like SIU that can you know bring this game down to the mud. But maybe Drake first half is the better lean, minus two and a half, minus three. Um, but yeah, I think this is, again, we, this is the Drake team that we've been waiting to see all season. Um, and for much of last year, finally healthy. Uh, you know, I think part of what, uh, DeVries did well was manage the multiple injuries he had all season, you know, and they put themselves in position to make this type of run. So, and just go back to the fact that they've lost the last two years in the conference title. I just, the motivation, um, psychological factor there, maybe that's BS, but I think it's real with this Drake team, uh, especially this core, it's been there for so long under DeVries. So I'm, I'm with Kai here. I like the favorite. This is the Arch Madness game. I like the under a lot. I think this is going to be a little bit more of a brutal drag out fight. Both teams playing back to back SIU and Drake, both better defensively than offensively. Uh, one of the games this year was 53 to 49, a complete disgusting grind. That's what I'm kind of banking on more than that second game where Drake won by 23 and scored 80 points. That felt more like the outlier uh, of an outcome here. They shot 11 for 20 from three. I don't see that repeating again. So, yeah, it's a low total, 126. Ken Palm makes it 127. It's not like it's that far off. Uh, I think with the back-to-back angle, too, this is the under I like in this tournament. Not my best bet, but that's what I would be betting there. All right, Kai, back to you. More chat mob. No read here. Just more chat questions. All right, Dennis, he asks about Ohio State and Michigan State, Matthew. The Buckeyes have won a couple in a row here. They keep it rolling without Zed Key. They are six-and-a-half-point dogs. I kind of like them at home. Uh, maybe a little money line. They're on the road. Get... They're on the road. 
Uh, Ohio State's right. They are the running. Par- yep. Pardon me. I'm sorry. Um, still, I think their form's pretty good right now, right? I think they've kind of had this last second, uh, late season, you know, resurgence, you know, kind of playing with nothing to lose, house money, rallying around the fact that they're without key, trying to prove that they're legit. And sure enough, you beat Illinois, you beat Maryland. I know it was at home. Um, pretty impressive here. Now, again, we have a rule in this program. We don't go against Big Ten home teams. Most people have a good reason, and my reasons are not good enough. So, Yes. Uh, Jim, from Miles, Princeton and Penn. Princeton, two-point favorite in a little Ivy battle. Yeah, Penn's been playing better than Princeton of late, but, man, I think Tosan is a matchup problem in this one. Yep. Um, not a lot of, like, bigger athletic size on, on the Penn side. They have some big dudes, but they're not – real quick in space and that's where he can really excel isolate you from the top of the key and get you going downhill there of course i don't think princeton can guard dingle at all either he, he's way too dynamic for any of their guards so efficiency wise could get you to an over in that one uh, maybe a slight lean to pen kai on the spread but um would, would probably lean more towards over uh matthew from steven little colonial tournament action william and mary and elon is where we're going in this game. I think the spread, oh, it's flipped Elon's way. I think William Mary was favored by yeah. one. It's now Elon minus two. Big injury concerns for William Mary. Uh, that's, I think, explains the money here. I don't get involved in this game. Um, I think Elon is probably the right side, but minus two, I don't think they should be favored though. So, but I think the money is is injury related there. So I would tread lightly if you're looking to come in on William Mary. Dorsey Collier missed last game. William Mary won, but still, yeah, concerns. They matter. They matter, yeah. Uh, Jim, Utah and Colorado from Ethan, Colorado, four and a half point favorites at home. Yeah, the elevation battle. Yeah, Utah has been not the same team without Madsen, just don't really have as much offensive burst. And Worcester's been out too. So you take away two big creators, probably lean towards Colorado there. I, Matt, is this a big rivalry? I, I can't remember. Like, I know I think they're the it two is, mountain right? schools, but yeah, okay. Um, lean Colorado, but I'm, I'm not betting that game with Utah's question marks in the backcourt. Alrighty, Matthew, you get look at you a Sun Belt matchup, Troy and James Madison, a very interesting game here in my opinion. Obviously, neutral floor, Pensacola, Florida, JMU minus four. I lean JMU at the opener at four. I'm a little bit hesitant just because Troy is so damn feisty. The way they defend is, you know, just look at that first meeting between or sorry, the second meeting uh, between them when when Troy you know played them to the wire. I I still lean JMU. I think they're trending up. Um, healthier now than they were for a good chunk of conference season, but four is a little too expensive because I respect Cro- or Scott Cross too much. Jim from Metric Panda in the Pac-12, California, Oregon State, biggest game on the slate. Beavers minus seven at home. Oof! If if you want to bet on Cal or lay seven with Oregon State, <laughs> you are a braver person than me, especially at this stage of the season. No idea how to gauge motivation in this one. Um, my numbers pointed towards over Kai. I look at these two teams and I immediately think under. So very mm-hmm. conflicted there too. I, I good luck with this game. I can't do it. Matt, you get Miss State and Vanderbilt. Miss State on the road, minus three and a half. God, it's so high now, but I think that's the right play. Um, no Robbins. He's worth what eight points for Vandy off the Kentucky win. I, it's almost too good to be true, but it might just be accurate. So I think I lean me. I, I still lean Mississippi yeah. State, even though you're getting a bad number. The Robbins injury means more than the Ziegler injury, I'll say. For as as SEC yeah, guys more. out for the year, way more. Robbins is more important. Way more. Cut. All right. Dennis Jeez. asks about Mercer Furman in the SoCon gym, SoCon tournament. Mercer's on my no bet list. My goodness, did they look good yesterday? Absolutely dominant defensive performance. Um, I, I do think I think 
Matt, your uh, your coworker at BetUS, mid major Matt, tweeted something about uh, the teams that have played the day before and are familiar with the setting. First half might be worth a little bit of an angle there. Um, Furman has not played in this venue yet this year, but they are super experienced. So who knows? Uh, again, not not looking to bet Mercer games. I hope Furman rolls. Matt, back to the SEC. Florida, LSU, pretty big spread for Florida with no Castleton, but it is it is LSU, and they've been uh, terrible this season. Florida is minus seven and a half. Yeah, LSU has played better like lately. They've they've kind of you know I'm not saying they're trending up, but they've kind of stopped bottoming out with their you know look at the Mizzou game right. That was they were in control of that for most of the way until Mizzou put a late run on them. I understand they, the money bringing this down. They were shooting seventy two percent from three. It was insane. Yeah, I, I mean, I, but they were beating you for most of the game um, against a desperate Mizzou team where you guys are trying to stay in the tournament picture. Uh, but I still think the right side here is Florida. I don't want to back Florida without Castleton, so I'm not going to. But I, I lean that way at the cheaper price since the money's come in pretty heavy on LSU. From Ethan, gosh, Pitt plus seven and a half feels a bit high at it Miami. Does. I agree. Um, pretty big game here, Jim, for the ACC title purpose. But your thoughts? Yeah, I think Miami took money because Pack has been out and is rumored to be playing. But I, I thought at six and a half, that was a fair price with Pack in. So mm-hmm. now I think it's a little bit too high. Two teams that are very, very guard oriented. I like Pitt more as a dog. Matt, they've been good on the road this year. We, we've backed yeah. them a few times on the road. They've won outright. That seems like too many points for the Panthers in a really, really big game. Beat Northwestern by a million. That looked pretty good right now. Yeah. Matt from Paris, uh, Wofford, UNC Greensboro. Boy, in the past, I would take Wofford plus seven any day and every day in the SoCon tournament. Bit different team this year. Obviously, no Macaulay on the sidelines. Your thoughts? I still think it's a little bit too high. Um, you know, Wofford's got some some beef up front, I and mean, that's where I think UNC Greensboro has really dominated. They can press you, but also they're really big up front, and they've dominated the rim. But BJ Mack um, and uh, who's the other big? Messiah. Messiah. Messiah Jones. So, yeah, I think Wofford um, – I think they compete in the class. And this Jackson Pavleski, man, I love this young guard from the Terriers guy. I think he's a a, a late bloomer in his freshman season. Look out for him. All righty. Uh, Kansas State. Wow, man, there's a lot of good games today. Kansas State, West Virginia, Jim. K-State, five-point dogs. Five-point dogs at the Mountaineers? Thoughts? That felt kind of high. K-State's playing really well lately. They've won four in a row. They've mm-hmm. smashed some teams to get up from like 30th in predictive metrics to inside the top 20. Maybe that's contributing to, uh, or maybe that's making me think the line is is too high. But I don't know, Matt. You're the West Virginia expert. I I, I don't have a take on this game. Yeah, they're gonna smash K State. It's just a good spot play. Big Twelve team at home. I think they smash them. It's no oh. sense. I think K State's better, but I just think West Virginia comes out and smashes today. The old hammer. Uh, a game I I thought was high as well. Um, Boise State is at Utah State. I understand the spot and the home court value here, but gosh, I was surprised to see Utah State minus five, Jim. Yeah, I actually kind of lean Utah State. I mean, they just played one of the best offensive games you'll see. They destroyed UNLV, shot well from everywhere. Boise just had that really emotional comeback at home, late, late run against San Diego State, big win. I weirdly lean Utah State, Kai, but I agree with you. The number seems kind of out of whack. All righty. And from Scott Matthew, Northern Colorado, Portland State. How about that game? Uh, Three-point spread, I believe. Northern Colorado's favored big sky tournament action. I kind of wanted to back both these teams. Um, so they're playing against each other. I'm kind of annoyed by that. I do lean ever so slightly to the bears. Kai um, they've shown some, some fight lately. Like I've seen stretches where it's like, man, this team could really be good if they could put together a full 40 minute effort. 
don't trust their defense, but Portland State has quietly not guarded the rim at all this season either. So I don't think it's actually a, a bad matchup. It's probably a good matchup for the Bears. I lean their way. Uh, big total, 160. A lot of points. A lot of points indeed. Jim, I know you have an opinion on VCU, George Washington. VCU lands seven on the road at GW. Yeah, I like VCU. Just think they're trending up to uh, where we thought they'd be preseason, like top 75 team. They played that way. The part that makes me nervous is that clinched the one seed. They are, however, somewhat kind of in play, improbably for an at-large, Kai, if they win out to the A-10 title. Yeah. It's not likely. I'm not saying they're probably going to get it, but there's a chance. Uh, I, I even heard Mr. Lenardi talking about it on ESPN, so at least getting the, the people's thoughts about it. So I don't think they're going to lay a total egg, given that they have some of that incentive, but uh, I agree there's some nervousness about the spot. Finally, Matthew, big sky action again. Northern Arizona, your Lumberjacks, are playing against Idaho, who just fired their coach. <laughs> NAU is three-point yep. favorites. Thoughts? Yeah, money's coming on Idaho, which is very much a – inc- I'm inclined to believe it's a back the interim coach angle, which is, seems to be pretty profitable this year. Also, Northern Arizona hasn't played any defense. Like, I, I thought they were bad defensively. They are horrid defensively. Uh, I actually took the over here. I think there's a ton of points in this game. Um so I need my boy Jalen Cohn to be making shots. I need that Matador defense to show up for the uh, Lumberjacks here. It always shows up, Matador D. <laughs> Come on by right here. <laughs> at, at the Horn Gym, Eric, Notre Dame plus nine and a half at Clemson. Whew. I It's high Eileen Clemson. I think Notre Dame shot their wad, as you might say, in the <laughs> final Mike Bray home game. No depth. Now they go on the road. Clemson's still looking to get style points to potentially get in the NCAA tournament. I, I would I would lean towards the Orange Tigers there. Alrighty. Best bets time. Let's do it. Giddy up. Matthias, lead us off. Uh, I was going to throw in this last second um, at the horn. Jim. I kind of want to ride with you, but okay. I'll just speak my bet. I'm taking NJIT plus 18. It's disgusting. I know they're not very good. They're playing Vermont, who, by the way, has not been like an ATS juggernaut in this tournament. Um, you know, they, they've, they've played down to their competition at times. You look at NJIT. They played really well against the best of this conference in the few times they've played well all season. So I think there's sort of a, they can rise um, to some degree to their, to their uh, opponent. And obviously with the stakes at an all time high here, you have championship, um, you know, do or die. I think Brian Kennedy's a pretty good coach. Just think it's game kind of a little uglier, muckier than people probably think. And they stay inside the numbers. So NJIT plus 18, big, big number for a conference tournament game. Just, just took him to OT like two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. All right. Kai to you. I'm going Chattanooga plus one and a half. This game is, excuse me, this line has come down quite a bit. It was three. Jake Stevens, guys, that's that's the the play here. Um, everyone knows he's back, hence the line, uh, but he's a total game changer. 19 points per 100 possessions better overall with Stevens on the floor. Makes their offense so much better. He makes their defense so much better. Chattanooga, highest three-point attempt rate in the SoCon. Sanford, not a great team at defending the arc. They kind of let the team shoot the three. There's going to be opportunities in the perimeter, especially with Jake Stevens back in the lineup. Give me Nuga. One and a half. Love it. Game-changing player, Mr. Stevens. Just completely Indeed. alters their their outlook. Uh, I'm taking two favorites. Florida Atlantic, minus nine and a half. Oral Roberts, minus 16 and a half. FAU, Matt, you saw them play this Louisiana Tech team live. Kobe Williams was rather important in that game. He is not present here. And FAU is just obliterating teams. Since they lost to Middle Tennessee, it's win by 30, win by 40, win by 25. Uh, I think they were appropriately spooked by Louisiana Tech in the first one that has them motivated here, continuing their charge towards at-large. So I'll lay the the points on the road there. 
And then Oral Roberts in the quarterfinals of the Summit Tournament. North Dakota played yesterday, so I'm not going to take – I considered Oral Bob first half, but I think there's the angle of North Dakota's a little more familiar with the venue. But I do think Oral Bob demolishes them in the second half. They've been a completely different category than everybody else in this tournament and are definitely uh, incentivized to keep rolling through the league. So Oral Bob for me, they also have a day off tomorrow, so it's not like they're going to really, really overdo it with their guys. Yeah, both those favorites got smashed, Jim. 14 and a half to 16 and a half in South Dakota State up to 12. Wow. wow. Hey, quick, quick leans on Duke UNC. We didn't talk about it, but Duke UNC for me. Russ. Russ, I'll text you later. I might be in the area. See you at Culver City, hopefully. Eileen, Eileen Heels. Sorry, Matthew. Uh, I'm I'm liking Duke for the ACC tournament, but I'm leaning heels today. All Jerry right, Roach that back. wraps up our show today. Spinny Saturday. Make sure you hit that like button before you hit leave. The like. Yeah, get it up. Let's get a hundred likes today. That'd be cool on a on the final Saturday of the season. Hundred games, hundred likes. That'd be that'd be perfect. Uh, but yes, thank you for tuning in. Another wonderful day of college hoops. Enjoy it. We'll be back on Tuesday. Nothing tomorrow. Monday, kind of a light slate for best bets. So we're back Tuesday, and then we're with you every day Tuesday through Saturday next week. We'll see you then. Enjoy your Saturday, folks.